welcome to the Snap UK, our week 10 review of all things in the NFL. We're still under lockdown in the UK, so still meeting up by Skype, which is great and fun. Shit. It's still rubbish. Thoroughly depressing. Oh, it's just shit, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's worse this time, I swear. Like, we've got, I, I we've think. Got two more weeks of this shit, haven't we? God. Yeah, apparently. Anyway. Apparently so. But anyway. Luckily, you can have faith that it'll work because we're really well led. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, should we go into the news? I don't know if anyone saw this. DeAndre... Biden won. Sorry? Biden won. <laughs> Biden won. Well. Wow. Biden won. <laughs> but apparently, someone, someone's claiming that uh, someone else won. Uh but yeah, we've got to wait for that to finish, I guess. Um, or just, just drag him out. Um, I, oh, I, I would love that yeah. to happen. I would love it. <laughs> um, so, do you want to see DeAndre Baker, the charge, the, the robbery charges against him have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lawyer uh, against him has been arrested for soliciting bribes. So really? it's, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lawyer of alleged victims arrested over charges of extortion as well. Yeah, William Dean wanted uh wanted Baker to pay the uh each of his clients a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, and uh in return the police would then do anything you want. <laughs> uh so um yeah. Uh, he, was, of course, was fired by the Giants because, you know, he had robbery charges against him. Um, but, yeah, um, I imagine we'll see him back in the NFL sometime like soon. That. Yeah, it um, sounds like it. There's been, a, there's been a few teams that have already been linked to him, uh, the 49ers being one of them, the Chiefs being another. Um, I know where I'd be going if I was uh, DeAndre Baker. Yep. Um, of course, he was a first-round pick, but he was... Um, I remember him not being very well liked uh, in New York, but you know, the, the, I think there's, t- there's talent there. Uh, as well, he was playing in New York, so you're probably going to get him. Yeah, you're probably going to get him on a minimum contract as well, because I, I appreciate that all the all the charges are dropped and uh, it's, none of that's going ahead. And thankful for that, obviously. Um, but he's still going to have this hanging around his neck. It's still going to affect what he's going to get, especially on the first contract. Uh, and whether teams are willing to risk it, because unfortunately, like, he still was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and there are many organisations that were just not paying attention to him just for that factor. So whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but that's just the way it is. So it'd be interesting to see kind of where he does land um, and you know, what that contract looks like. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. I think he, he deserves another shot, I reckon. Yeah, it seems so. So... Let's go into the, the weekend action, and we're starting with the, uh, if not the game of the weekend, at least the moment of the weekend. It was the Bills 30, Cardinals 32. Uh, Cardinals take the lead with a late, is it, is it too harsh to call it a Hail Mary? No, it was a Hail Mary, wasn't it? It was 78 yards or something. Yeah, absolutely. it was absolutely a Hail Mary. It was brilliant as well like you know um just i'm still it still boggles the mind how, how like how you know 
I think if you were if it was NBA, you'd say he dunked on them or on those three players. It was just the, the, the incredible best, the best athleticism. About, the best thing about this whole thing, though, is surely that it made Chase just whine and <laughs> whine like a little bitch all over again. Because we know every time he loses a game in fantasy, he wants to give away all his players and write off the year and talk about how the Raiders might make the playoffs. And that was the most, that's the most I enjoyed about the whole thing, if I'm honest. <laughs> as much as it was an amazing piece of play, it was just knowing that message was going to be there when I woke up on Monday morning <laughs> from Chase. <laughs> sure enough, it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's nothing if not predictable. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, Steve, if you're listening. Uh, I'm actually turned off by now. Um, but, yeah, an absolutely fantastic game. And I, 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 was, I was just convi- convinced the Bills had won that at the end. It was insane. Yeah. I think if we weren't talking about that last play and that DeAndre Hopkins catch, which was magnificent, it was a slight, you know, you could say it was dodgy Bills pass defence, but whatever, it's brilliant. We'd be talking about the Stefan Diggs catch because that was yeah. equally good as well. And like that last drive that the Bills had and that pass to Diggs and, and the Diggs catch were as good as DeAndre Hopkins in terms of like a diving catch. It was brilliant to watch. Um, and like everyone's completely forgetting that and, and focusing perhaps rightly on, on Hopkins's catch. Um, but I think it, it shows, you know, I read somewhere that only about 8% of, of how Marys are, are ever very successful. Um, so, you know, you've got less than a one in 10 chance of that happening, but, when you look at the distance of the throw and the accuracy, I say that in, in loosest possible terms, for a quarterback that is that small, you don't expect someone that small to be able to throw the ball that far. And, it, you know, he did well to escape the, the sack to start off with, reposition himself, didn't even get his feet right and managed to launch the ball into the end zone for Hopkins to jump over he, everyone and make he, an unbelievable catch. He is quite solid, though, isn't he? I don't think I've ever really yeah. seen him. Actually, and he is quite a unit. You can see why he does all right with mm. kind of, you know, when he does run the ball. I suppose what I was quite excited about really is when you think about the changing of the guard across the league at, at quarterback, mm. and you know, what's Josh Allen a third-year quarterback, and you know, this is yeah, Kyler Murray's a second-year quarterback, and you know, they're very different in terms of stature, but they're both quarterbacks that can run and can clearly throw the ball. Probably one is more accurate than the other, but. That's that's going to be really interesting. I know they're in different, you know, different conferences, but when you just think about the future and the changing of the guard from Rivers and Brady and you know a bashed up Drew Brees and and all these quarterbacks that are going to leave the league, the Manning brothers have left. You know, when you start looking at going, yeah, yeah, you start really looking at this talent that's starting to mature now, and you start going, wow, we're going to really enjoy watching NFL for the next few years if we're going to see games like that. Whether I think it's you're... in the regular season or in the you know playoffs. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you look at you look at the year that Mahomes and Watson came out, and then you got you know Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson the following year, and then you got Kyler Murray the following year, and then even this year with you know all three of the, the first round quarterbacks, um, Burrows to to a Tonga Vailoa and uh, and who's the other one? Uh, Justin Herbert. God, mine escaped me. They're all really entertaining to watch at the moment. I think we're perhaps being a little bit spoilt for, for quarterbacks to watch. I think before that, maybe there was a little bit of a downturn in quality when you think of, like, you know, aside from Andrew Luck, you think of, kind of James Winston, Mariota, Wentz, Goff, 
All right, they're they're average. Yeah, Bortles. You know, we 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 seem to have hit uh, like almost like a a stream of quality, entertaining quarterbacks because you know both the quarterbacks on Sunday, Allen and Kyle Murray, are really entertaining to watch. Like I, you could watch that and play all day and you can say that across the league where everyone who's got a young quarterback at the moment is playing in an entertaining brand of football even if they're losing like the Bengals well not everyone but we'll come on to that uh, oh yeah sorry I've got the Giants <laughs> um, and yeah no it is really good because yeah, yeah you know it, is a, it does feel like a, a change for the guard because you know yeah those guys are leaving we've probably only got seven or eight more years of Brady um, <laughs> um <laughs> You know, uh, but yeah, um, Stefan, Stefan Diggs. I think that when he made the catch, I was, I was tweeting, but I was a bit behind, so I never got a chance to press send because I was just about to, to send a tweet going, like, is Stefan Diggs the best wide receiver in the league this year? And of course, the next thing I see, the next thing I see is a seventy-yard catch by DeAndre Hopkins. You're like, oh yeah, no, I forgot DeAndre Hopkins. Um, <laughs> They almost said but, that on the commentary as well, didn't they? They said like he's, well, they did. The, he's the best they, think, wide receiver in, in, in football this year. Yeah. And even at that point, I was like, yeah, that's a big, that's a bit of a shout when you're playing when DeAndre Hopkins is on the other sideline. Um, and then, yeah, he went to, went to prove that maybe he, maybe Hopkins got upset about that. I was like, oh, I'll fucking show you. Possibly, uh, but yeah, no, um, but no, like the for for Buffalo, the Diggs trade's been. Cracking business, quite frankly, because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's got he's got an, almost an instant connection with Josh Allen. You know, given the fact that they've barely, you know, there's no off season, they've barely had that time to kind of create that type of connection. They're playing really well together. We should we should speak about the other the other Bills quarterback that, that got that got a touchdown pass, Isaiah McKenzie, the trick yeah. play to, to Josh Allen. I thought that was one of the one of the more entertaining pieces of football that we saw at the weekend, and not one that we're used to seeing from Buffalo. To be fair, yeah, it was, yeah, just very fun. You know, the, the, I think that for a couple of weeks, Buffalo um, offensively have looked stodgy, and unfortunately, this week they, they, and the last couple of weeks they've looked they've looked like they're not stodgy anymore, but they've yeah. also lost the game. So. You know, um, it's just... you're very quiet in the uh, in the corner there, Stato Griff. Yeah, I'm waiting for some stats to come out. No, no, I, I I've got nothing massive for you on this game apart from <laughs> I I can't. Yes, it was it was a great ending, but it it was just it was poor defending as opposed to a brilliant catch. It was how do you how do you not defend that? Uh, so I, I think I saw Gronk not defend one of those once. Well, exactly. So why 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 are we saying that this is it just it was just a, like I say that's why I called a hail mary so I didn't you know it was great I, I thought more significantly was the difference in what was required in the trades for Hopkins and Diggs when they left their previous <laughs> team respectively yeah um, that's a good point you know but they are probably the, or two of the best three or four receivers going. And I, and I am on board with everything you say about the quarterback. So, you know, everybody knows I, I love Josh Allen. I think he's brilliant. It's taken me a little while to get on board with Kyler. I don't think it works in many other systems. Mm. So if you, you would struggle to plug him into just about any other team in the league. But it doesn't matter because that's the team he's playing for. And it's really good. You can't fail to be entertained. 
Um, I would worry for either of these teams in a playoff situation against any quarterback who can pass the touchdowns because Car- Cardinals are defend. Now, Cardinals are now top of the NFC West. Yeah. yeah. The NFC West. That's not like any division, is it? That is the NFC West. You know? Yeah. Like the Cardinals are top. You know, that's just, that's mad. You know, Seahawks were well ahead, you know, you know, three or four weeks ago. And, you know, their defence is just catching up with them. But that Cardinals team, you know, if they got on a roll, you know, it's like confidence in sport. That Cardinals team could do all sorts of crazy things this year, I think. But out of nowhere, literally. They absolutely could. I think, you know, if they're going to win a game, it's going to be in a shootout. I think when it comes to playoff, if, if they're playing, let's say they're playing away, and it's a... It's the weather that we saw between Cleveland and, and the Texans. I think they're going to struggle because, you know, whilst Kenyon Drake had a decent game on Sunday, he's been bang average. And I think Kyler Murray, he, he can throw a good ball. Some of his accuracy isn't brilliant. Like, he didn't have a great game, actually, on, on, on Sunday. His rating wasn't that amazing. He threw one, in, one touchdown, one interception, had some yards on, on the ground. But compared to where he's, where he's been previous weeks, it was a bit of a meh sort of game from Murray and you know if if it wasn't for the fact that he threw that well DeAndre Hopkins caught that catch we'd probably be saying maybe maybe kind of he was he was out by a more classic type of quarterback in terms of Josh Allen but you know at the end of the day they won the game and we're not talking about that but thankfully we're not talking about you know is Josh Allen is there something wrong with Josh Allen because I don't think there is because equally he had a bit of a meh game as well but the, the Buffalo rushing attack is is even worse. I think we, we said last week when they beat the Seahawks, like Pete Carroll came in with a, a plan to stop the Buffalo rushing attack. It's like they, they don't run the ball, and even you know they had eighteen carries, and seven of those were, were Josh Allen uh, and Zach Moss and Devin Singletree are just they're, they're not playing to the level that they need to be for this to be a balanced offense. I think too often it will be left to Allen to kind of pull them through. And, He's got the talent, but whether he's got the consistency to do it every week is probably another question. No, nah, cool. fair enough. Well, let's let's leave that one there uh, and uh, stick in the AFC East uh, and part because this Ravens seventeen, Patriots twenty three. Who saw this Which... one coming? Bill Belichick. Possibly only him, uh, but. I think Griff uh, said it. Griff said it last week, where defenses are starting to find out about Lamar Jackson, and yeah. you know, there's no greater defensive mind in in the game still than Bill Belichick. So if anyone's going to do it, it's him, and um, and he did it. Fair play for him. Yeah, um, I didn't see a lot of this game. Uh, I, I will admit, but um, yeah, the Ravens. Not having the season that a lot of people sort of hoped from them, and yeah, as well, like other than Lamar, the rushing, the the rushing offense has gone off a cliff. Like yeah. Mark Ingram last year was, you know, it, you know, you know, I don't know the can't of the term, Top but ten fantasy back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this um, year, five carries, five yards. Injuries have, haven't helped, but yeah, you're right. Like he, was, he was doing everything, everything from within the five yard line, though, wasn't he? Ingram. Yeah. 
he did all, and that's why he was so good for fantasy because they basically allowed mid midfield they allowed all kinds of RPOs and let Lamar just do whatever he saw in front of him and then as soon as he got in the red zone they just gave it to the big trucks and said get us into the end zone but do you not think the biggest problem the Ravens have got is there's no one elevating. So Lamar Jackson is being asked to do everything, and the wide receiving core basically is not enough to take the pressure off the running game. Willie Sneed's a number two receiver. Uh, Marquise Browning is not what they hoped he would be. He just isn't. No, uh, I don't, Nick I don't know Boyle they... and Mark Andrews are good tight ends, but they're not game breaking tight ends. They haven't got enough around him, so you know they're going to run, and people like Belichick will game plan for. Yeah. We can stop that. Yeah. Ultimately, the Patriots won because it was a poor weather game that played to the remaining strengths that the Patriots have. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Cam Newton, first quarterback to run for nine touchdowns in the first eight games of his season, which is insane. And have you seen what his touchdown record is, by the way? Oh, it's, it's huge. Rushing. It's like 60-odd, isn't it? 67 rushing touchdowns. The next best is Otto Graham with 44. Yeah, I got it right, baby. <laughs> you did. I'm impressed. It's, Good job. That's, that's ludicrous as, as the number uh, for, for rushing touchdowns. But pretty much that the Patriots go as Cam goes. On the weeks when he can rack up the scores on the ground and we don't have to rely on the passing game, he only had 118 passing yards. We'll be fine. But against good defences that can stack the box and force you to pass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Baltimore is a good defence. Like you look at they got Claire's Campbell and Gotway on that defensive line. That's that's quality on that defensive line. I thought Damian Harris had a great game. Um, I, I I agree with you on Marquis uh, on Marquis Brown. I think my one uh, on the side of caution on that is I don't think they're using him right. They're using him as like to stretch the field as a deep ball specialist. And like we, we've all said it, Lamar Jackson isn't an accurate quarterback. But accuracy isn't isn't his thing. And he threw a couple of balls on on Monday Monday night Sunday night, um, where a they, they were off target, but b like Marcus Brown was covered. There was it was just, they were almost stupid throws. He was lucky that he didn't have more interceptions um, than the one he had. Now they asked him to throw thirty four times, like. If it's Lamar Jackson, you shouldn't be asking your, him to throw that many times. Did get eleven carries, fifty-five yards, but it's just, you're right. Well, the pass, the, pass, the you know, the the, the pass catches didn't do enough. They need they need to activate Des Bryant off the practice squad, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. and see what they've got. See what they've got. Put him in there. Mark Andrews is. I think Mark Andrews is a, probably one of the top five or six tight ends in mm. the league. But the problem is he plays injured all the time because. There is nothing else out there. And, and you know, last year, he did really well, didn't he, Mark Andrews? Got, like, 10 touchdowns or something like that. He, he did really well. Mm-hmm. Had a great connection. But, again, it's a bit like, right, OK, well, let's look where Mark Andrews is. Is he blocking or is he running? If he's blocking, then Lamar's going to be running, so let's move with that. And then if, if he's running, then we know where the target's going to go. First up, that's where Lamar's eyes are going first. So there's got to be more pieces. So yeah, I think their offense is definitely not not balanced enough, and I think their defense is great, you know. And I think their you know their defense is probably top ten, and their offense is probably mid table. But it's because it's getting quite stale. Mm. How do you freshen it up? But you, Greg Roman has has had this problem, like when he was at the Forty ers like when. Kaepernick suddenly came through. No one could keep up with with Kaepernick and the 49ers offense. Like 
Catholic was ripping teams apart. And gradually, people kept kind of, people figured it out. And I think that the season that you know his last season in, in San Francisco with Harbour, it was like we went eight and eight. I kind of feel, and again, Griff, you made this comment. I feel like this this offense is being found out, and I don't know whether Greg Roman hasn't got. Ha, has can't change it up at all, or, or or what that is, but it's it's following quite a similar trend. We've to what said before, did in San Francisco. The Ravens are predictable. They, they they're yeah. predictable, and you can be predictable if you're good enough. But if you're predictable against Belichick, he will find a way to beat you. That is the only thing that makes the Patriots competitive right now. Is we've let we've lost a lot of pieces. We still have the best coach. So yeah. occasionally yeah. you'll get good things. If I'd have told you that. Baltimore had won the time of possession in this game, you'd assume they'd win the game. Because the mm-hmm. only way the Patriots tend to win is to take the clock away from the other team. But they didn't need to do that this week. I, we even had more sacks than Baltimore, which is insane. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bad day for the Ravens. I think they're being found out very much. Mm. They're now way back in the uh, AFC North race behind yeah. the Steelers. But that, but that is that's some division, isn't it? This year because yeah. Steelers are what nine and zero for the first time in their history yeah. ever, you know. And then what are the Browns like five and six, three? No, the, Bra- the Browns are six and three as well. So they're level yeah, with so, the Browns now. So that's what I mean. You've got a Browns, you know, team that are finally using some of the pieces they've got together. Yeah. And that is, you know, if you've got no easy wins in your division, it does it does take a toll. We see it in these in these difficult divisions, and that is one where you go. Three teams should come out of that division, shouldn't they? Definitely should do. Yeah, yeah I, I can quite easily see it. I mean, the, the the Ravens kind of next few games they got the Titans and the Steelers and then the Cowboys. Um, so and then the Browns after that. So out of those next four, conceivably they could lose three if they're not playing at the top of the game because t- Titans, Steelers, and, and Browns are enough. We'll give them a match. All right, Cowboys is going to be a cupcake, we reckon. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting times for Baltimore. While you're uh, discussing, you know, implications well, well, of the next... Well, we're discussing. Yeah, implications <laughs> of the next few games. Do, do you think that this win just keeps the Patriots in the playoff picture or or not? Because I'd say, looking at their schedule, the best they can hope for is still 8-8. Eight eight, but they've, they've now won at least one more game than I would have expected them to this season by upsetting the Ravens. They're at 4-5. and five. They're the number 10 overall team. Bearing in mind, seven teams from each conference now make the playoffs. I'd say they're right in the hunt. Like I would agree because you look at the you look at the next few games. I think they're winning next week against the Texans. The Cardinals is going to be you know difficult game, but again, Bill Belichick up against inexperienced quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I would I'd back Bill Belichick rather than Kyler Murray on that one. Then they got the Chargers. Then they got the Rams, and Belichick's had Steve McVeigh. Uh, Sean McVay's number a number of times. Then it's Dolphins, and that Dolphins match could be huge for the AFC East. Well, we always they, lose that one. But yeah, right. and then they got and then they got the Bills, and then they got a win against the Jets. Um, <laughs> but if you'd have told me that it, it was more or or it was as likely that three teams would come out of the AFC East as it would be that three would come out of the AFC North at the start of the season, I never ever no. would have taken you on that bet. And now no. it is just as likely that that scenario unfolds. Crazy, really. It is, yeah. Anyway, I don't think that well, will happen. Just I want to just get that on record. <laughs> no, neither do I. But I'm just saying, it's now it's a, more possible than it probably should have yeah, been. Yeah, definitely. I think Miami's resurgence has made that more possible. Well, yeah. Um, well, let's move on to 
49ers 13, Saints 27. The, of course, the main story is, of course, it's Jameis time uh, as Breeze um, is all manner of banged up, really. Um, he sort of, yeah, turned, uh, turned around to um, um, Peyton and said, oh, yeah, I'm not feeling great. Turns out, is it broken ribs and a collapsed Collapse lung? Collapsed lung, yeah. yeah. Um, Although they haven't, they haven't put him on IR, which suggests they think they can get him back within three weeks, or three, he might be out for three weeks. What, what it suggests is they don't think Jameis can be trusted, and you know Taysom Hill isn't a full-time quarterback. It doesn't suggest anything beyond that. They need, they'll see what Jameis does. If Jameis wins games the way that Teddy did last year, they'll stick him on IR and save him for make sure he's fit for the playoffs. But yeah. they don't know. They threw all sorts of short passes with Jameis. They didn't unleash him at all, because he's going to be a turnover machine again. Because that's what if, he is. If it's really bad, could, could we have seen the last of Drew Brees? Potentially, yeah. It's Possibly. possible, but I think they're a fairly safe bet for the playoffs, mm. and I think he will be back for that, so it's unlikely. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, it's, you're right, it's a possibility if the injury's worse than they first fall. We, uh, I, don't see his come, I don't see him coming back next year, whatever happens. We should um, discuss the fact that they did win this game 27-13 over the Niners. Um, yep. And, and, and really, it comes down on both sides of the ball to injuries. Yes, Breeze getting injured is, is awful for him, and the team are going to struggle to adapt their game around Winston, but the Niners will keep losing as long as they cannot put their best 11 players on the field at any one time, and they can't. I don't know who any of the players even are anymore. Like, <laughs> I haven't got yeah. any of their shirts. Like, all of the shirts I've got are now injured. Like, literally, there's no, nobody left. I've got nobody left in the wardrobe to even put on. I'm going to have to order a new <laughs> shirt of somebody who I don't even fucking know who they are. Just They'll probably like... get injured as well. Like, yeah, yeah the, the latest one is Jermichael Hastie's injured, the, the running back. Um, so, we had, someone called Austin Walter had a carry for three yards. I don't know who that is. Um, there's, there's a few high spots here for the 49ers. Um, Brandon Ayuk and uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw had two good games for, for rookies. And, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's that we seem to have done pretty well with our first round picks this year. Do you not think Ayuk's not getting enough uh, of a look in for like one of the yep. offensive rookies yeah. of the season? He, he's been amazing. It's because he was Brilliant. injured for the first, what, yeah. four or five weeks? So he's only he missed, just he missed, broke through in yeah. it. He missed a few weeks. He's had 17 yeah. or more fantasy points in three consecutive weeks. And he's he is the only consistent weapon on the Niners' offense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. He's, he's there and he's you know what you're going to get every week. Um, and you, I'm when you look at the. I was going to say, when you look at the quarterback he's playing with at the moment, it makes it even more impressive, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm a little bit disappointed in Jarek McKinnon for the money he's been getting paid to sit around for two years. I don't, I don't think you've found a way of replacing Mostar. I think all this injury shuffle has shown that Mostar is the best running back on the roster. And yeah, I think they I... hoped Jarek McKinnon would be, and he just isn't. No, I think it, like, this was his make-or-break season, wasn't it? And okay, he's not been helped by injuries on the, the offensive line either. Um, but yeah, he's probably not good enough because other other players are making more yards on, on them on with that same defensive line. Um, anyway, um, also just to say, okay, the hit Breeze being injured is, is never a good thing, but the hit on Breeze was not illegal. That was a ridiculous call. Yeah, it was a poor call. That was terrible. Like, he didn't even land on him. He tried to twist out of it, but he didn't have any choice. So, you know, 
Javon Kinlaw should have two and a half sacks, not one and a half sacks in that game. Uh, yeah, but to be fair, if somebody who is like 28 stone and six foot, six foot 10 does anything to you, it probably will collapse your lung. Oh, yeah, he's, not denying he's that. He's just huge. He's an absolute a, unit. He's, he is massive. But um, it was a fair hit. Like, he can, there's nothing else he could have done. I think most people are agreeing with that, apart from the, the referees no, at the time, is. honestly. There's nothing else he could do. Um, with regards to the Niners, we were just discussing the Patriots in 10th place in the AFC, still being in the playoff hunt. The Niners are 4-6. and six. Uh, They're only one place further behind. They're 11th overall. What do we think looking at their, their fixtures? Any chance? No. Nah, the division's just too hard. It's, yeah. You know, and I know the Seahawks have got their failings, but they can score points and we can't. So we can't beat the Seahawks. I reckon we can hold the, the Rams to a tight game and, you know, nick a win. We'd be close, you know, against the Cardinals. But we've got quite a hard um, yeah. schedule as well. So I, I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah. I think we've got, we've got a bye week next week and then it's, it's Rams, Bills... Football team, Cowboys, Cardinals, Seahawks. So, so conceivably, I, only two wins out of that. Really. Yeah, exactly. If, if we get to eight and eight, I think that's actually a massive result. Um, but I could, it, it could be six and ten. It could be seven and nine. Somewhere between eight and eight and six and ten. Well, fair enough. We'll stick with the NFC uh, West here because it's Seahawks sixteen, Rams twenty three, and uh, again. I didn't see this coming. I, I just nah, didn't think the Rams would be able to stop the Seahawks from scoring. But you can't you can't write off a team that's got Aaron Donald just destroying the middle of everybody's O line, even to the mm-hmm. point of upsetting Russell Wilson. I will say I've now reached the point where Russell Wilson's fallen out of the MVP race. I, I thought he was clinging on after three weeks of interceptions, but that's it. It's over for him now. Uh, he's, had two, he's had two bad games. I think if he comes back and has another month that we saw previously, I, I think just, he's out of it. But too, but, too many other players have been too good. He was clinging on as like number three or four overall, and, and I think that was it. And, and it's a shame, but you know, right now you could put at least three quarterbacks ahead of him and probably a couple of running backs. Definitely a couple of running backs and not getting big enough. We didn't even talk about Alvin Kamara in that last game, by the way. He had an awesome game. Just to touch on that. Yeah. Um, May or may not be the only reason I won my fantasy game this week. So, uh, <laughs> big up Alvin Kamara, scoring fantasy player this season. It was pretty uh, impressive. I think the, the reason why I, I said right at the start of the segment that I could see the Rams beating the Seahawks was because of the, the, the defense, because they've got in Aaron Donald somebody who can pressure right up the middle and distract and disrupt Russell Wilson. But most importantly, they've got one of the few lockdown cornerbacks of, of the game at the moment who you can reliably put on the top receiver and know that that receiver is not going to see any of the ball. Um, and Jalen Ramsey had probably one of the best games I, I, I've seen a cornerback play. He restricted the DK Metcalf to two targets only and no catches. Yeah. Um, and that meant that they only had to focus. Like, if, you, if you've got a, a cornerback that can do that... Sorry, he had two, two receptions, 28 yards. It was two... Yeah. Um, Sorry, four targets, two, two receptions. But if you can, that's nothing compared to what he has had. Um, and if you can do that to one of the top receivers on, on your opposing team, then the rest of the team can figure out what to do with the other receiver. And Tyler Lockett had a bang average game. And the next best receiver was a guy called Freddie Swain, who oh, didn't yeah. catch Fred. Freddie Swain. Uh, not three touchdown. Three touchdowns in one Jeff game. Swain. Yeah, Jeff Swain. Swain. No, his, uh, his less productive. Uh, Maybe cousin, I don't know. Freddie Swain, I'm making that up. <laughs> um, so, 
yeah, you've got kind of you, you work in, in in tandem between the upfront with Aaron, Aaron Donald just absolutely wreaking havoc, havoc, and Ramsey who's able to take away your, your best threat, and that works for the Rams. And it's the reason I could see the Rams doing pretty well this year. Still, I, I, I'm still a big believer in them. I don't think the offense has been as good as it perhaps could be, but it's getting the job done. Yeah, I think um, I think we don't always pay enough attention to divisional games. I think there is mm-hmm. there's very rarely a game that can't go either way, unless you've got a completely awful team like the Cowboys, you know, <laughs> or the Browns were for a long time, or the Jets are at the moment. Unless you've got a team like that in your division, these teams know each other so well. You know, mm-hmm. they play in the same stadiums, home and away, against each other, you know, for the last 30, 40, whatever years. So they understand what they're trying to do as a franchise. You know, you have a coach like Pete Carroll in, in Seattle for 12 years or however long he's been there. And, you know, there's been coaches that have probably been at the Rams for, you know, a good number of years. They will understand what they are trying to achieve, what the ethos is. Sometimes players move around. The teams just know each other so well. Whereas when you go AFC versus NFC and you haven't played that team for maybe four years, yeah. you just don't know how that matchup's going to play out, do you? You know, yeah. whereas divisional is just always tight. I think you can take most divisional games with most middle of the road teams and you just toss a coin. It could be a one score game but, either way. You, know, you, even look at, you mentioned the Jets, but even look at it last week, they took the, you know, the, the Patriots to the last kick of the game last week. So, yeah, absolutely makes sense that these games are always much, much tighter than they perhaps should be in cases. Well, we'll stick with divisional games because it's the Bucks comeback. It's the Bucks forty-six, Panthers twenty-three. Um, I was at the start of this game. I was really enjoying watching Teddy just really take it to the Bucks defense, and then twelve for twelve hundred um, and something odd yards. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was brilliant. And then he just disappeared. Basically, they they just shut him down. Yeah. And Brady doesn't lose back-to-back games, certainly doesn't lose them badly. And say what you will about him, he has transferred a lot of that New England ability has gone with him, the confidence to just, no, no, we'll, we'll just make it better next week. And it, it's, it's kind of the Belichick way rubbing off on the Bucks. I, I really do believe it. So between that and Arians having the balls to bring in uh, Antonio Brown and just continuing to throw the ball down the field, uh, Ronald Jones playing well, you know, they were always likely to be able to turn it around, but this is an impressive a comeback after getting hammered, as you can see, I think. He, he bounced back from a really, uh, really early fumble really well, I thought, Ronald Jones. Yeah. You know, with, with having like... First drive, wasn't it? Yeah, and having yeah. like Leonard Fournette just waiting to try and, you know, play behind you, you know, <laughs> and like he, he came back and he was just awesome, wasn't he? Ronald Jones. Yeah. 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 But he, you know, he's, he's 192 in top, yards in the game. Top five yardage this year for running backs or something. Yeah. Ronald Jones for like yeah, 600 yeah. plus yards. He's, you know, he's played very well this year after really disappointing last year. So, and maybe the pressure is helping him because you know, there's definitely because we've got Shady McCoy as well who is just nowhere. Like, has anyone actually seen him go on the he, field yet? He's, he's on only minus had yards. Eight. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's not done a lot. He's, He's just there as a... a He's going to get a ring for doing nothing, potentially. <laughs> I'd take that. Uh, <laughs> so would I. Well, no, <laughs> Wouldn't that be another ring? Was, yeah. Was it under, was yeah. He was the Chiefs. He was, he, was he was a healthy scratch in the Super Bowl, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think, um, with, with regards to the Panthers, look, we should celebrate the fact that they're, they're playing well above their station, but 
That's five losses in a row. Um, Teddy was injured, so it could be PJ Walker in the next game yeah. that they play. I, I, I think you might see the wheels come off a bit. I, I'm not sure why you'd expose Christian McCaffrey now you're out of the playoff fixture. Um, but it still bodes well for next season, and it's all about next season for them. So that's good for the Bucks. It's all about now. What can you achieve now? And I, I just I don't see how you count them out. You can't tell me that if they get to the playoffs, you would say on any given week there is they they couldn't win a game. You because, absolutely you, you're right. You you can't count them out. But at the same time, there is they are still lacking a bit of consistency. Oh, they're so but, fallible. But yeah. it's, it's this swagger now that whilst it may not have been earned by the team yet, they're still walking around with it like, yeah, we, we just think we can win. And I think that counts for so much when it comes to the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I would kind of agree with what you say there. Um, I, I think they're obviously, they are beatable. They've lost three games this year. Yeah. Um, but when you look across, like, across the roster, it's... You, you you do struggle to find any weaknesses. Maybe a cornerback, they're, they're a little bit prone, but they're always going to beat the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers have done really well this year. You're right. It's all about kind of next year for them and how they can kind of build experience in the, in the defense, but also kind of continue the progression on, on the offense. Um, Ronald Jones, you mentioned it. I heard he I heard he fumbled, and the, the first thought that went through my mind was ah. Uh, bugger it, I left Leonard Fournette on my bench and he's now <laughs> going to get a load of carries and thankfully yeah. he didn't, so what, it was actually one of the few times I got a decision right <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we both did well for a change this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones also the fourth player in NFL history with a rushing touchdown of 98 or more yards That yeah. was that was ridiculous uh, Derek Henry's uh, got two of them, hasn't he? He's got one yeah. of them He's got a 98 and a 99, hasn't he? Yeah, I believe so uh, it, it, it was fantastic to see uh, I must admit, I was waiting for him to do a Daniel Jones and just fall over, but <laughs> it didn't happen. He seemed to be able to get his legs one in front of the other for the whole length of the field. So, Witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. I haven't seen any more about Teddy's injury. I don't know the severity of that. but um, you know, And Gronk, we should mention, is starting to play like Gronk. Yeah, it was always going to take him a bit of time to get down yeah, fit, though, wasn't it? Rust off, but yeah, but he was like running with players draped on him again, like he used to. Yeah, and that makes a massive difference to this offense because now people have actually got to cover him. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater has had an MRI on an injured knee, and no damage has been revealed. Yeah, that's good. It so, was his other knee as well. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. The, it was the right bad. knee. Well, but yeah. So, but yeah. Well, um, well, hopefully we'll see him back, but um. He's yeah. had a, I mean, he's had a good season. I think if it wasn't the fact that it was his second season back, you would be talking about him as a comeback player of the year because he has been really solid for the Panthers. I know they've got a losing record, but that's not on him. It's that defence. That defence yeah. isn't what it was. You know, you lose no. Keachley and it's his... Exactly. How do you replace that? How do you exactly. replace that hole? They, remember, they draft every, every draft pick this year for them was a defensive player. And that's going to take time to gel. And you're right, they haven't got leaders on that defence yet. They'll come with more experience. But you're right, you're losing Keekley and you know, losing Clint Thomas Davis the year before as well. Mass, two yeah. massive losses to that defence. And then McCaffrey for half of this season so yeah. far. You know, yeah. New coach, you just you know, see how it goes, don't you? Yeah, you I suppose you do. Yeah, I'm quite, and yeah, um, he, he, he's very keen to gamble on fourth downs, isn't he, uh, Matt Wall? He's a, 
with a buzz. He's running the analytics. You might as well. There's a lot of situations where it pays off. It's mm-hmm. working for but yeah, them. no, cool. Um, anyway, let's move on to Chargers 21, Dolphins 29. Bloody obvious, wasn't it? Uh, that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, saw, I, I saw a tweet the other, yesterday, perhaps. There are three teams that have lost, or have, what was it? Three teams that haven't lost a game by, by more than a, a touchdown this year. The Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. It's the same as we said last week, right? There isn't yeah. much to say because we covered it. The coaching is terrible. They yeah. cannot, they cannot win games because of the coaching. The players are playing out of their skin. The coaching is letting them down. It's the opposite to the Patriots, basically, where mm. you've got a really good coach coaching average players. Here, I think you've got four or five really good players on either side of the ball and yep. really below average coaching. The Dolphins deserve credit, but they let someone called Savlon run all over them, you know what I mean? <laughs> Salvon. So, Salvin yeah, Ahmed. Whatever. Some guy who previously <laughs> had two carries for like minus eight yards come and peed all over you for 80-odd yards and a touchdown. It, it's not good. It, it's poor, in fact. It's just... It, didn't they release Jordan Howard as well, the Dolphins? Yeah, following, yeah they did. Following, following Savlon's uh, great game. They just binned him off. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, the only thing, only thing I think we probably should talk about is how good this Miami defence is getting. Yeah. yeah. Because this really Miami good. defence is really good. And, you know, That's... I really do think that they, you know, they're turning out to be one of the best defences out there. They score. Yeah. And they turn, when they turn the ball over, they score points. Um, special teams is quite good as well, so I think that Dolphins team is becoming a far better coached team. You know, yeah. you know, who was the coach there? I can't remember. Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. The last two years, he has yeah. he has done an amazing job. The last two years, oh, yep. shall I tell you how much of an amazing job he's done? The Dolphins have scored twenty-one or more points in eight consecutive games of a single season for the first time since eighty-four. <laughs> That's twenty-one points is not a lot. No, three touchdowns. <laughs> That's insane. That you can, how do you go for 36 years and not do that over an eight-game span? Yeah. And I think, like, I mean, you're right. They've got absolutely awesome defence. The defence scores points as well. I think, is that three games in a row that that defence has now yeah, scored points? So, they're, is, they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're stealing points that way. And, you know, Tonga Vilo is, he doesn't have to play brilliantly to, he's to doing kind of enough. keep up. He's doing enough. I think he's... Yeah, he's playing. He's he, having he's, solid games. He's not giving he's the ball away. Extremely maturely. Yeah, uh, I think that's the kindest way of putting it. They're not asking him to do a huge amount. Yeah, but you know, he's doing what he's being asked to do without turning the ball over. Yeah, I mean that's and the most important. How thing, much isn't it? would most teams who take on new quarterbacks beg for their players to do that? I, I think the thing is, when your defense gets you ahead, you know, yeah. it's a bit like the Bears, isn't it? You know, the Bears can win with Trubisky or Foles. If your defense gets you ten points up, yeah, with a, a field goal from a turnover and a, you mm. know, a touchdown from a turnover, you can you can win with you know. Didn't, so um, a new quarterback, you know, 170 yards almost, 15 out of 25, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like yeah, you can didn't call take that any average, but I'm know, not saying I'm, average. I'm saying it's very mature. It's, it's not like if you look at some of Herbert's numbers or Burrow's numbers this season, they don't stack up, but. He's winning games. He's winning more games than Herbert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're 400 yards. Don't fact, mean shit, does it? If you don't win more games than both of them now. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I think it probably together, didn't help the Chargers' cause that on their very first play of the game, they had a blocked punt and uh, the Dolphins started on like the Chargers' one yard line or something. But that's but that's what we're saying. It comes that it's not just defense and offense. It comes down to special teams as well. There's yeah. a couple of teams this year. No, this week. Sorry. Well, Jim, we did get away from the fact that the Niners muffed two punts in your yeah, defeat. Yeah, exactly. So there's, one there's of them was that... hilarious because the guy was shouting "No, no, no," and it bounced and hit the other player that was running in. <laughs> I think I said it. I think I said it the other week where I can't watch the 49ers receive a punt since that champ- NFC Championship game against the New York Giants in about 2011. Um, and that's still true to this day. It, it seems. Still I can't watch the, the Niners point. full stop this season. It's just, oh. it's just frustrating, depressing. Yeah. Well, before we head to the break, uh, Broncos twelve, Raiders thirty-seven. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a lot to say here. We're getting to the point of the season where a lot of these teams, we know the Broncos aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders. They- they're just the hottest, streakiest team. Hot and cold, aren't they, the Raiders? Like, some weeks they look great. They get Josh Jacobs running. You know, they, they do some good stuff. Other weeks, I think they look terrible still. And I know I get, you know, mocked for putting them, like, 18th or whatever in my, in my power <laughs> rankings. You know, not that I listened last week and, you know, turn, turned up bitter this week or anything. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I just, I don't, I see such inconsistency in that team that it just frustrates me to the point, and like with that dick going knock on wood all the time, uh, and they just wind me up. I mark them down sometimes just because of that, just because I can just hear more. They're going, good game, knock on wood, knock on wood. And I just go, no, that's minus five places. That just pissed me right off. I think you are right, aren't you? There are certain teams that you kind of want to see lose just because you hate that some of the personalities behind them, yeah. Patriots for one of them. No one really likes Bill Belichick, but we all respect him. John Gruden, I think, is another one. No one really likes him, and yeah, he probably hasn't quite earned that level of respect yet. But at the end of the day, they've they've, they've won three games on the bounce. Okay, two of them against the Chargers and the Broncos, and then they beat the the Browns in a pretty dire game in, in Cleveland. They're also the, the only team I think that have beaten the Chiefs so far this year, and they're playing the Chiefs next week as well. Um, and I, <laughs> Could be it could be a, a division decider because if they carry on that stri- that kind of streak of form and they get to seven and three and the, and the and the Chiefs move move down to eight and two as a game in it and Vegas have got that wild card of winning both the division games so they will top if they finish finish level so I, I'm with you on this one Gary I don't like seeing the Raiders win um, but you have to kind of respect the fact that they are winning games at the moment and it's quite annoying. Derek, well, it's all down to Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr's having a solid season. I think he's doing what Tua's doing in 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 uh, Miami. He's being sensible with the ball. He's not making massive risks. He's not throwing interceptions, but he's also not doing anything particularly spectacular this year. Well, I've got nothing to add. So uh, let's that's, go to that's the break. That's, that's all I've got to say about that. Uh, we'll go <laughs> to the break and we'll come back and we'll go through the rest of the games and then uh, do our power rankings for running backs. Welcome back to part two of the Snap UK. And we're going to start with Thursday night's game. Uh, Colts 34, Titans 17. Called it. 
Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? That's, that's the analysis. That's the analysis. And it's, it's a lie. A um, massive fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought this was going the other way, and I may have told Paulie was ridiculous for picking the goals, but never mind. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the Colts were. Night, mate. Name Hines has had two brilliant games recently. And he just seems to score the same touchdown over and over again. He takes a, a little slant and then dives into the corner. And, uh, you know... Is he the one that does the somersaults afterwards? He's the one that does the somersault, yep. yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a, basically been a punt returner for a few years. and uh, Well... They, they, they need someone to show up, don't they? Because Jonathan Taylor just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse of each week. and you know, It's getting to that point in the season where I have to consider benching him on my team. It's all over for Jonathan Taylor this year, I think. It's not looking good, is it? No, but don't don't give up because look at Ronald Jones, for instance. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't have him in a dynasty league, so... <laughs> no. Um, Stephen Goskowski for the Titans missed his ninth field goal this season. You can see where this is going. This is like last game of the season to get into the playoffs. They need a win. They're two points down in the last few seconds and he shanked the field goal. You, you know yeah. it's coming. It feels like they're waiting too long to get rid of this guy. And I'm not saying he's not one of the, one of the okay kickers in the league, but he's just not what he was. It's over. You can see why the Patriots were like, mm, I don't think we're re-signing you on that massive contract because we don't think the hit is okay. And it may not be. He just keeps shanking them wide. Yeah, he may just be bad now. Exactly. I thought in the last five games, I think Philip Rivers has quietly gone about his business. I don't think he started brilliantly in, in Indianapolis. But, you know, the last five games, 127 completions of 192. That's 66% completion rate. 1,400 yes. yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. Like you're always going to get interceptions with, with Philip Rivers, but I think he's quietly becoming a, a solid quarterback for them again. Hall of Fame quarterback is what you're saying. I, I think he's loudly became a Hall of Fame quarterback you know, over the last only, only X amount two, of years. Only two active quarterbacks have more 300-yard passing games than Philip Rivers. Who do you think? Breeze? Yep. Roethlisberger? No. Bro, Russell Wilson? No. It's Brady. Not Brady, is it? Tom Brady. So only the two players who've played in the league longer than him. Well, have... Roethlisberger has been in the same year. Same yeah, year. but you can prove anything with stats, can't you? Joe yeah, Flacco's yeah. thrown more touchdowns or whatever than Joe Montana, but yeah, he's Montana. still not as good. Just saying, like he's he's certainly putting the numbers up. That yeah, you know, maybe like Jim to, to Jim's point. He, he's been through rough patches, but when they're balanced and they have a running back to take the pressure off him, they win games. Mm. If, you, if you let Jameis play for as long and as many games as, as Rivers, <laughs> then he will also have as many yep. yards as Rivers, and but will have even more interceptions. Would you put him in the Hall of Fame? Oh, God, well, yeah. No, because he's throwing 30 interceptions a season. Probably not. But, but you know. But, yeah. Anyway, we, 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 we talk about it for too long. <laughs> um... um we talked about a rookie running back who's, who's not doing well for the Colts, but a rookie wide receiver who's also quietly improving week on week is Michael Pittman Jr. He had seven receptions, 101 yards. Didn't have a touchdown this week, but he's slowly 
in a wide receiver room that's just full of pretty much no names, he's slowly becoming a bit of a name in Indianapolis. I, I liked him coming out of college, and I think playing with with a quarterback like Philip Rivers, who is pretty accurate, um, I think he could get even better this year. I think he's now. We, we talked about Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. He's starting to become in, into that conversation about one of the rookies of the, of the year, if you ask me. Yeah, very much so. Um, very much sort of under the radar as well. I, so. I, I, I still yeah. think the cornerstone of this victory, though, really was to, you know, stopping that Derek Henry run again. Yeah. You know, a few teams have really started to focus on that now. And, you know, when you look at the D line at the Colts, you know it is it's yeah. impressive, isn't it? And you know, when if they've got they've got some cap space as well, you know, next year if they make the right moves, that Colts team could be very, you know, involved in the end of season playoff race for a number of years now. You know, they've yeah. got to work out at... how many years they can keep Rivers and how they move on from Rivers. But mm. if they can try and manoeuvre that that interesting piece of work, they could be strong for four or five years. Can you, you imagine what this Colts team would have done with this O-line and Andrew Luck? Yeah. yeah. One. They would have won everything. They would have won the lot. Yeah. And, and yeah. it shows you why teams, when they take on their star franchise quarterback, need to then address the O-line immediately. You cannot wait because by the time you sort it, look at Jets or Bengals. Or it, by the time you sort it, it's over. That, that player's done. They're beaten to death. Look at David Carr years ago with the Texans. He was not a bad player, but they never built an O-line. He was averaging 50-odd sacks a season he was taking. His career lasted five years. Yeah. And this, it shows you what they may have wasted in Andrew Luck. Just, just highlights it a little more. I don't mean to put a negative spin on what is a really good run from Colt. I'm just saying, we know Philip Rivers is one of the weaker parts of their team, whereas Andrew Luck in this team would be amazing. Go and get to Sean Watson, wherever it costs. <laughs> Well, Bill O'Brien's not there anymore, so yeah. it would probably cost a normal amount of draft picks <laughs> rather than a packet of crisps and, you know, someone a sixth round pick. Yeah, just send them T.Y. Hilton. Fair yeah, exactly. That would probably do it if Bill O'Brien was there. Well, uh, okay, so Bengals 10, Steelers 36. Not really much to say here. You know, the Bengals aren't great. The Steelers Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've talked on other weeks about giving new coaches or coaches that have moved more time. Where do you start to draw the line with Zach Taylor? Uh, I'd give him another season. Well, another season on top of this. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I. Okay, they're not winning games. We know that, but you can see there is progression for this Bengals team versus last year, right? Right off what happened last week, they're playing a team who were well seven and zero, and then sorry eight and zero, and they're now nine and zero. You can't you can't judge the Bengals against playing no. the best team in in the division and you know the best team in the, in the NFL at the moment based on their record. Um, but you are, we are seeing like progression from how they play. Like they're not being absolutely destroyed in every single game. Joe Burrow is playing really well. I would fully expect him to probably be rookie of the year. Um, and they've even got like T Higgins is, is replacing AJ Green as like the number one receiver. I think they've got a good receiving core. The only thing, and to your point in the last game, they need to fix the O line because you know even for uh, a good defense, the, the defense got to Burrows nine times. 
um, and they need to fix uh, fix the defense, and they've got an opportunity to do that. I think if you if the Bengals get to eight and eight next year, I think that's the result. I think that's where they need to be thinking about getting to. And yeah, this let's face it, they probably next to the NFC West, they probably play in the toughest division in football. Yeah, I think um, it's it's really important that coaches are allowed to build over time as well, isn't it? Because the whole way that the NFL works is that, you know, if you come last, you get one pick. You get, you know, you get one pick at number one, don't you? It's not, it's not like you mm-hmm. get like five of the top 20 players coming out of college. You know, the team that comes first still gets the 32nd best player yeah. that's coming out of college. So it's not about like levelling up the playing field in one swift movement, is no. it? You know, you can't go yeah. from last to first in the NFL and you can't just do it, you know, you've got all sorts of ways of doing it. You can go and get veterans, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, one, there's, you know, there's not this massive option of just moving coaches. And coaches have very specific schemes. You know, they might play different sets of defence. They might believe in a run game. They might believe in a play-action game. You know, you can't just then pick up all those pieces and just throw them away all the time. You've got yeah. to allow a lifespan of a coach for them to, you know, and a lot of the time it will be three to five years to allow those player contracts to move on, you know, and then you get to another point where you go, right, it's decision time again. Are we going to pay people again or are we going to rip it up and change it and try something different? So I think you've got to allow coaches three to five years unless they're completely awful. You know, the Lions are doing yeah. better. And, you know, 18 months ago, I certainly was saying Matt Patricia should never be allowed to coach a football team ever again. But they are improving. I think that's fair, and that's all right. My my end point of this was uh, Zach Taylor's record currently is only one game better than Hugh Jackson was in the same time frame. Then who was sorry? Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Yeah, but he didn't even talk like a head coach, did he? He didn't even, you know, he Um, said, "Oh, if I win a game, I'm going to go and jump in the fucking lake." You know, he he was just he was just a joke. The comparison the last coach. And I think it's a yeah. fair thing to say because I think it's a fair point. The team now is any more talented than it was at times under Hugh Jackson. I think it's a fair point. What I will say is, and again, there's been progression from year one to year two. I think there's been clear progression in the quality of play. And you know, they've, yeah, they've remember got they've got like <laughs> they've got a rookie quarterback in place who is probably playing above his years at the moment. Like we talked about Tua playing very mature football. Yeah. Joe Burrow is playing very mature football as well behind an offensive line it's just getting destroyed every week um, so yeah they fix that in the draft and they bring in another couple of defensive pieces I think the, the Bengals I think all the teams in the AFC West and sorry in the AFC North like it is in the NFC West could be challenging next year I think if you had a lot more noise coming out of your star quarterback that they were frustrated and not happy there'd be a lot mm. more pressure but that yeah. isn't isn't the case, is it? So, no. you know, he's clearly engaged with what is trying to be achieved. So you let that run out. Sure. sure. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to Jaguars twenty, Packers twenty four. Closer game than you know it should have been. I guess. You know, we said last week and the week before and the week before that the Steelers played down four opposition. The Packers had their game this season where they played down to a poor opposition. I think it helps. There's not much film on Luton. Um, And he did some okay things. He had the opportunity to step up 
He had two plays at the end where he could have stepped up and delivered a bomb just to try and win it and actually stepped into sack both times. Like he just that's yeah. the problem. He, he's not that good, but there is no real drop off between him and Minchu. They're different, but there's no drop off. Um look, the, the, the Jags have got nothing. They've got a running back. Uh, with, I think without, they've got a couple of a couple of receivers who are decent enough. Like I think DJ Shark is good. I think Keenan Cole is is, is good as well. Yeah. Well, how many teams are they a number one receiver? Either of those. And how many other teams are they a number one receiver? And without that punt return, it would have been nowhere near as close this game. No, exactly. Which, by the way, was. But uh, I like to for a, a bit, but. I don't. I just don't think on probably twenty-seven other teams he's number one the He just looks good because he gets all the points. Fair point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it was an off day for the Packers. Tyler Eifert still a thing, by the way. Yeah. Tyler Eifert is still a thing. Yeah. Still in the league. He's still there. I, I don't think there's a lot beyond the fact that if the Packers can win ugly like this. You've got to be terrified of playing them in the postseason. Yeah, look, I think I thought the the Jags defense played well at times. If I'm honest, um, you know there was a they've made a few more plays at key times than they have done for a few weeks. Um, and I think you know Bandlesdale Scantlin had a great you know great game again. But apart from that, you know there isn't that much there really. You know I know Rogers likes the tight end, but they are still missing. If they could get another wide receiver in there. A real quality wide receiver. You know, if they'd have picked up AB, if they'd have taken a risk on Antonio Brown, that Packers team would look a lot, a lot better in terms of whether they're a candidate for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they could have got Will Fuller as well. They just couldn't agree on a price for him. So yeah. I agree. They're still, they're still a quality number two wide receiver away from being absolutely kind of when they had Jordy Nelson and Randall yeah. Cobb. You know, at the time, you know yeah. they were they were quality at that point, weren't they? You just didn't know where he, you know, you knew he was going to go Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson, then over the top to Cobbs, you know. Mm. And, it, and these days, he just doesn't have that. He just, he's missing one or two pieces, I think. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, well, let's go on to the speed round. Speed round. The games that, there's just nothing there. So, just Eagles 17. All the NFC East. Yeah. Eagles 17, <laughs> Giants 27. Uh, yeah, Giant, Giants' defense is okay. Yeah, After I all. said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I text that to a group, and then I immediately regretted texting it after my performance the week before or last week, and expected the, the Giants' defense to completely implode, but it didn't. It held on, and it held the Philadelphia Eagles. They had no third down conversions throughout the whole game, which was pretty impressive. I think the other thing to mention: me and Griff were chatting about it earlier. Carson Wentz is now the most hit quarterback in the league. Um, he's got no offensive line in front of him. Uh, you've got, a, you've got to feel sorry for him um, just because he's taking all those hits. And he's barely got anyone to pass the ball to. Pretty amazing then with that O-line that Miles Sanders is averaging six yards a carry this season. He's doing really well, yeah. Because obviously he, no one really wanted him in our fantasy draft. And then he was injured still an injury. at the start of the season. Yeah, it's, it's got, got injury started, question marks, is not he? He has really started to show why people were raving about him, you know, last season, in these last three or four games. It's been quite interesting to watch that. So we'll see yeah. how that helps take the pressure off Wentz moving forward. 
Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones didn't trip himself up this time either. Apparently, yeah. haven't managed... turned it over in consecutive games for the first time. I know. Uh, Daniel Jones played fine. Carson Wentz must be the most regressed quarterback this season, regardless yeah. of the overall. Yeah. Well, he's, he's never been the same since since the Super Bowl. Yeah, he wasn't that good last year. No, he really wasn't. Um, but. He's just going backwards. And I, I don't know whether it's Doug Pedersen or Carson Wentz or both, but he's going backwards regardless of what's going on around him. I know that the supporting cast is up and down. But up and down. It's mainly down. down. You are, you are yeah, right. I, I agree I, with you. Saying, he does have a running back. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, just I just think he looks terrible. 12 interceptions, 12 touchdowns. His completion percentage is below 60%. Just... I don't know. He just doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. They've had 22 starters on that offensive team. Uh, that's <laughs> the most in the league. Christ. Vikings, 19. Bears, 13. Oh, that's another one I called. Definitely called. Oh, no. No. I thought Kirk Cousins would screw it up on Monday nights. But, uh... Well, it's traditional that he does screw it up at <laughs> prime time. I think Bears uh, would have won this if Nick Foles hadn't got broken in half on the last play. <laughs> if I'm on... <laughs> Um, I think the... that some Bears fans you know are relieved to be seeing Nick Foles playing because at least he can make decisions. I think they're wrong. I think this team looks worse without Trubisky's running. I think that'd be fair if Trubisky did run the ball. Like He's not been doing that the last two seasons. Um, but saying that, Nick Foles didn't have a good game. He overthrew a couple of players in big situations. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. He got broken in half towards the end of the game. My my issue with Foles is he, his limitations are so known and they're so clear. Mm. I'm, I'm just not, you know, you know, you do, you know what you are going to get. And he is probably slightly more accurate than Trubisky, very slightly. But then after that, you know his limitations. You know he's not the quickest. You know he's, you know, he he can move around with you know a bit of play action. You know, but he's not he's not exactly dynamic, is he? You know, and I no. I've always wondered about his leadership qualities as well. You know. I don't know. I just wonder. Do you know that, I don't question that. I think he's a great leader. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. He's a great leader. He's an average quarterback. Bang average right, quarterback. Right now, to elevate this offense, you need a great quarterback. But yeah, you know, but he's, no he's a twenty million pound a year, twenty million dollar a year quarterback that's, as well. That's that's actually not that much now for a starting quarterback. I know it's it's ludicrous money to you know you and you and I anyone getting paid that much money, but twenty million dollars a year for yeah, a, a starting quarterback pay. isn't that much. Sorry? I'm, I'm sure Gary gets paid that much money. Yeah, probably. Um, their running game's still terrible. They had 17 carries, 41 yards, two and a half yards per carry. That's just abysmal. They had Montgomery this week either, and he hasn't been great. But then on the flip side, the defence is really good. Like they put, like Dalvin Cook had 96 yards, which seems a lot, but he had 30 carries. He averaged 3.2 yards a carry. That's not Dalvin Cook's numbers. Averaging over 100 yards a game. Yeah. So, so like, their well. defense is still good. It's just that their offense is just terrible. Like it's the opposite of what the Seahawks are. The complete opposite. Yeah. And worse. Because I'm, I'm sure a few weeks ago we said, "Let's look at this again and see if they're five and five. And now, they're five, five. five. now they're yeah. five and five. Oh, so. they're done. The Vikings are they're, in the ascendancy. They're yeah. a game back behind the Bears, but so these two teams game are in hand as well. Yeah, yeah, they're going in opposite directions. Yeah. 
Football team 27, Lions 30. Do you know what? Lions. I'm glad that this is in the speed round because we should be talking about Alex Smith actually having the game of his career and still losing. Brilliant, I told you last week, this team gets better by subtraction. He made them look like a viable team against a middle-of-the-road opposition, I grant you. But that's great for Washington football team. And they may well be playing Alex Smith next year as well. Because they're not guaranteed to get one of the top two or three quarterbacks coming out if they keep playing like this. So, I, I think, I, I don't know what else they're supposed to do. You, you said they should win this game, but they nearly did. Well, it, well, I think, you know, if Smith stays fit till the end of the season, then, you know, his doctor should be comeback player <laughs> of the year, you know, his surgeon. Because it's just, that is an amazing piece of work to be able to reconstruct, you know, somebody's leg to be able to go out and play professional American football and get hit very hard, you know, by very big people. And, you know... He was always a very consistent player, wasn't he? You know, whether it be mm-hmm. the Niners, you know, or the Chiefs or the Skins, it, it, the, the football team, um, whichever one it may have been, you know, um, we know what he can do. We know he can throw for, <clears throat> you know, 300 yards by throwing it, you know, 15 yards, 20 times a game. We, we know what Alex Smith can do. You know, that's not a surprise to anybody. Um, Just a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it is, but, you know, the, I can't remember the tight end's name, but he looks quite good. Uh, Logan, Thomas. Logan, Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously then you've got Scary Terry as well. So, you know, he's got some people to throw the ball to. If, if that O-line can give him a little bit of time, then I think they will win some games towards the end of the season if they can keep him fit. Yeah, yeah. I like the running backs as well. Gibson and McKissick, it's a great one too. I think they're just getting better every week. Uh, quickly before you move on from this one, um, first time the Lions have scored 20 points in each of their first nine games to start a season since 1954. So, yeah, and Gary touched that earlier. They're yeah. getting better. Start, we're starting to see the players start to perform. Yeah, they've got injuries still. Like they're missing Golladay, their best wide receiver, but other players are stepping up. Marvin Jones had a good game. DeAndre Swift has gone from a rookie running back who was derided for dropping the ball once or twice. He's now been named the starting running back. He had a great game. Imagine if you picked carries. him up. Imagine if you picked him up, Jim, and then you dropped him in fantasy after a couple of weeks. Imagine if you did that. Who, who did that? <laughs> in all fairness, I'd have dropped him after what he did to you as well. Matt Baker's nine-yard kick was the longest game-winning kick in life. It was a beautiful kick, and they shouldn't have been in field goal range. Chase Young with the penalty uh, against Matt Stafford. It, you know, the Lions at games, I think, by being lucky. They won on the girly, going yeah. for a touchdown, and then they've won on this. Yeah. Okay, like the Lions are playing better, but I, I learned more about football team than I learned about Lions this week. And I learned that they're, they're going to... And finally, that leaves us Texans 7, Browns 10. What um, a dump yeah. of a game. But oh, the weather awful. before the game killed it. The weather during the game killed it. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think I think the only thing about this is uh, it shows you the massive limitations of the Texans. Just, you've got to be, you've got to be scoring more points than that on any given day um, with, with uh, Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. There's just not enough of an excuse to be out, to, to lose 10 to 7 against this Browns team. It's just, it's not good. 
No, and there's rumours that Romeo Cornell is being favoured for the head co- a permanent head coaching job at the Texans. And if that happens, I'm so short-sighted. Yeah, like you, you've got one of the best young quarterbacks in, in, in the league. You sign him up to a long-term contract, bring in a, a GM and a, and a head coach that can build around him. Because, you, okay, we've, we've said a lot of quarterbacks are coming out of, out of the college game and they're, they're performing well, but still hard to find a good quality quarterback and then keep them. They've got that in Watson. Um, Nick Chubb running out, um, well, had his first game back after a few weeks off. Had a great game, I thought, and then ran out of bounds when he could have scored a touchdown to make it 17-7. Well, 16-7. Life is always easier when you can use your Chubb. That is what we learned this weekend. Yeah. Bit of, bit of conjecture about, like, oh, yeah, he was doing the right thing running out of bounds. So they would have gone 10 points up. It's not the same as the Gurley situation. Like, Sorry? Yeah, they'd, they'd have had to have scored a touchdown and get an onside and kick onside and get kick. a field then, goal. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Just a draw. It's like, yeah, all right. I see. You guarantee the win versus pretty likely to win. I don't see what the fanfare is about. You should have scored the touchdown. <laughs> okay, well that brings us up to our running back power rankings. So, not easy for you to say, is it, John? It really is. Running back power ranking. Yeah. You can see where you get a bit of a tongue Who twister. the guy with the rotic R something to say like that? That's terrible. Oh, no, it's <laughs> awful. But, okay. So, all five of us have sent in their team. They're sent in their power rankings. Our our top ten. Um, you, you should say what, what it's ranked against. Like, is it like all time? Is it this season? Is it, so this yeah. is this, basically... It's active running backs, so it's not on this season, but it's active active running backs. Who are who would our top ten be? So if if even if they're injured this year, but they're still active, we counted them because uh, of course yeah, there's so many injured this year. I, I, I worked on the basis that if I was taking over a franchise tomorrow, this would be who I wanted to start for my team. That's how I went upon it as well. So. Uh, do you want to guess how many different names were picked up? 15. Close. 14. 14. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So, there were four. So, I've, I've basically, I've, I've given them points for each time they've got position. So, first gets 10, down to 10th gets one, which means that there are four people. Basically, like done. Eurovision, John, yeah? yeah. Just for yeah. our listeners, yeah. 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 The, the, the scoring process is just going to be just as boring. But so there are four four players who don't make the top ten. Anyone want to guess any of those four players? Kareem uh, Hunt. So, Joe Mixon. No, Mixon is eleventh place. He really? Got picked by, he got picked by two people. Really? Yeah. In 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 ninth by Paul and tenth by Jim. Uh, we had Raheem Mostert got the yeah. pick. I think, yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley got one pick. I nearly uh, picked Gurley. By me. I didn't. Uh, and no, Austin, did I. Austin Eckler. Yeah. I, got, I, I picked him at ninth. He would be my 11th. He was my number 11. Yeah. Okay. So in 10th, we've got Kareem Hunt, who was picked by two people, but he was picked in a higher place. Than Joe Mixon, so technically I didn't pick him, John, but I put him in after I was told I couldn't have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 
Hence it being running back competition. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I would take Lamar Jackson. If I had a better quarterback, I would just play him at running back. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd not have Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. Okay. So, in ninth place, and we'll take some guesses. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Ooh. Only picked by three people. Uh, 15 points. Um, I didn't pick him. His numbers uh, are still good in a bad yeah. team. And uh, Mike didn't pick him either. He's having a bad year. He's still taking him. He's got a bad attitude, and Tony Pollard is doing just as well behind that O line as he is. His I'm numbers bad. are still in the top 10 this year in a bad year. He, yeah. he, is, he is definitely a, you know, he, he is a quality running back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but his attitude stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, he'd have been. I mean, I still picked Echo and Gurley ahead of him. That's what I think of him. I, I just don't think. Uh, the next one up, Nick Chubb with 18 points. Basically, everyone now, everyone above here gets is picked by everyone. Right. So, Nick Chubb. The next one is Aaron Jones with 21 points. Josh Jacobs at 23. Saquon at 24. And then there's a big jump. Derrick Henry with 38. Ooh. Number one. Okay, this one against the top three. So this is where McCaffrey, Cook, Henry. Yeah, in what order? Obviously, (laughs) that order. It'll be it'll be McCaffrey, Kamara, Cook. I'll go. I'm going to go with my orders: Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook. So McCaffrey was first in everyone but Jim. Really? Alvin Kamara was second. I hold then, the biggest grudge against Alvin Kamara. I know. How did I put him I was so surprised when I saw you, I saw yeah. you picked him first. I put him <laughs> seventh. Brilliant. I put Kamara seventh because really? of his season last year. I'm surprised about the, the drop-off between the top three and Saquon. Like, Saquon on his day is brilliant. Yeah, Saquon doesn't stay on the field. I had him oh. ninth, yeah, because of his... You say that. His... He still played more games. He started more games than Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. I had Chubb eight. And more, and more I had Chubb eight. eight. I think I four or five. I'm just saying, you, you, you don't know. You just, you just don't know. But, yeah. So, are you saying I was right, John, with my top three, basically? Yeah. Because, yeah. And so I, was I. I but, yeah. The uh... snapshot, clearly this season, Cook is far and away the best running back this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. This, se- if it's I, this I, season. I still, I still put Derek Henry second, I did. He's he's been solid. He's not going to get injured the same as everyone else is going to get injured. Yeah. No. You watch him break both legs next week now, Gary said that. (laughs) No, he'll kill my fantasy (laughs) season, that will. But yeah, he's he's, he's great. But yeah, I just think uh, Cook's. What was was Paul's top three, John? Uh, McCaffrey, Henry, Cook, then Kamara. Then Zeke, Sakuan, Josh. Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones. I went Aaron Jones at five, just so you lot couldn't like call me some Aaron Jones hater. <laughs> I, I had him at eight. I didn't even want to. I just thought oh, I'll put him at five. <laughs> like, stop any arguments. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's um. I think the, the top three, top four, were always gonna be there, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm surprised there wasn't more shout for James Robinson. On reflection, just I think the... on, I, I was tempted, but he's only played half a year. Yeah, 
we we all saw what happened to like you know Connors. He had one good season, and he's he's, yeah. he's nothing now, is he? So he's had three games of less than fifty yards. So yeah, Miles Sanders. I wondered if people would pick, and I thought I was going to get slated for not having him in the top ten. No, it's too too early to tell on Sanders. Like I'm amazed. He's only played like seven games in total. Amazed anyone picked Mixon as well. I'm amazed anyone picked Mixon. He's been terrible. Anyway. And I thought, I thought Ronald Jones might have got a shout as well. He's played no one well shouted him. He's had like nah. three good games. He's had three games. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. And now I want your locks. God. For week 11. Paul sent me his. What's Paul gone for? <laughs> has... Sorry, I've just got a notification I've just clicked on. Accidentally, Paul <laughs> picked Rams to beat the Bucks. Ooh. Ooh. Big shout, that one. Yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm going to go Packers to beat the Colts. That is a really... That's at Colts. That's a tough game. Gary goes hard for once. <coughs> I'm going to say uh, Cardinals beat the Seahawks at the Seahawks. That's what I was going to say. So I'll pick something else. I'm going to go Bengals over the football team. Oh, I'm going to pick Lions to beat Panthers because not much else there. That, that was a tough one, John. I don't know. No, no one fancies Jets to get a win at last over the hapless Chargers not being able to coach their way up the post back. Nah. No. That's the next one up. But the Jets have surely got to win a game eventually. Just on the odds that not that many teams go 0-16. Only two in the whole of ever have done that. They're that bad, though. Well, you can yeah. take it yourself. You've got your yeah, own choice. You go for it. We're not forcing you to take whatever game you oh, took. Okay, I'll take I'll take the deck. Finally, get a win over the Chargers. I can't take the way out of the bag. Why? Not? It's I'll, so I'll easy to talk into the shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll I'll t- total that up and see see what happens next week. But uh, until then. Unless there's anything else to add, we'll leave it here and we'll see you next Tuesday. But uh, it's a good night from us. See you soon. Bye. Bye.